Fantasy Sports Radio Network. News update. In the NFL, NFL.com's Ian Rappaport reports Antonio Brown's latest appeal in his helmet saga will be heard on Friday. Rappaport hints a resolution could be reached the same day. News and notes from Major League Baseball. We await word on Chris Archer of the Pittsburgh Pirates. He exited his start Tuesday night against the Nationals due to right shoulder discomfort. Archer made it through a scoreless first inning. He left the mound after an errant warm-up pitch before the top of the second. Robbie Ray threw a 35-pitch bullpen session on Tuesday and felt good. Ray was placed on the injury list back on August 15th. Asher's manager A.J. Hinch said he is, quote, not optimistic that Carlos Correa will be able to avoid the 10-day injured list. Correa left the game on Monday night for the Astros with a back injury. I'm Dan Strapper, and this has been your Fantasy Sports Radio Network News Update. Stay tuned to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network for more updates at the top of every hour. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. It's time to play! Full-time fantasy. Full-time fantasy. It is full-time fantasy here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Adam Ronis here for the final hour of the show until 4 p.m. I am solo. And you can find me on Twitter at Adam Ronis, on the gram at aron 88 and find all my work at FullTimeFantasy.com. If you use the promo code RONIS50, you get your first two months for the price of one. Updated rankings, which I update daily, made some more changes today as I did a draft last night and some things changed. I have my rankings out and I'm like, why is this guy so low? This guy should be higher. So I pretty much update them every single day. You can check them out. Just go to my uh, individual rankings. So there's a tab that says 2019 rankings. Hover over fantasy football and then scroll down to Adam Ronis rankings. So you can check them out there. We also have consensus rankings if you want to see that. So there's several people who put up rankings. So you can go to uh, whoever you prefer or you can see the consensus. There's a top 200 printable. You know how I feel about top 200 or maybe you're listening for the first two time, but I hate the top 200. Because I don't know how you equate tight end and receiver and running back because roster construction is one of the most important things when you're doing drafts. And I see people get it wrong all the time. And that's why when we do these draft reviews, we talk about roster construction and we look at what teams did. You can't draft by a top 200. If you do that, you can wind up with three tight ends in the first seven rounds like a team did. Bad mistake. Maybe, maybe it works out at the end of the year, but highly unlikely. Anything, I think any strategy can win but you're looking at the probabilities that it's going to work out. But you can wind up with four running backs in the top four rounds. If you use a top 200, I wouldn't suggest that. It's not going to work. So that's why I hate those. Uh, But we have a lot of articles on the site. Fantasy football breakout player of the year. It's there. We all give our thoughts on that. We have our fantasy football comeback player of the year. We give our thoughts on that, several people. Uh, Of course, preseason notes from week two. And we have our preseason pro picks. Mine will be up tomorrow. So a breakout, a sleeper, a bounce back, uh, stash and cash, and also a bust. So we have several high-stakes players who have also contributed, Kimmer Schleicher, uh, Brad Cruz, and more to come. So check that out. Our draft kit is ridiculous, loaded with great content, going to put you in a position to win. And if you have any specific questions, you could ask them on the message boards in the forums, whether it's keepers, giraffe strategy, 
waiver wire pickups, whatever it is, and we'll be here throughout the season to take you through it. So that's why if you subscribe today, what is it, August 21st? So that'll take you to October 21st, and you're going to be like, man, I am so close to winning my season. I need to finish up with these guys because we're going to give you the guidance and help that you need. I've always said we can't guarantee championships. It's fantasy football. There's a little bit of luck involved, but we're going to put you in the best spot to make the playoffs and hopefully make those critical decisions that lead to a championship. We all know just get in the playoffs, and then from there, obviously you need some things to break right. And trust me, it, it's, happened, it's happened to all of us. I was in the league last year. I was the number one seed, had the most points, had the bye, got into the semifinals, and I lost to a team that clearly was not as good as me. They even acknowledged it and said, well, I got lucky to beat you. But, hey, it happens. It's a one-week game. And I think we all remember last year, week 15 was a week where a lot of stud players did not produce. And, you know, that's why, again, just get into the playoffs. Anything could happen. We see many times that the sixth seed can win, but we want you guys to be that top seed and get that bye. So you can avoid that luck factor in the first round of the playoffs. You uh, can head on over to playffwc.com. Get in a draft tonight. We have a uh, starter full season league kicking off at 7 p.m. Eastern. Starter best ball draft at 8 p.m. Eastern. Starter full season league at 9 p.m. Eastern. An online championship at 9 p.m. Eastern. Three spots remaining for that one. And a world championship draft at 10 p.m. Eastern. Only one spot remaining in that. And there are some really, really top players in this one. Uh, so this one is definitely going to be a challenge. A lot of names in there that I know and respect. Uh, but one spot left in that one. Uh, and then we got a starter best ball draft at 11 p.m. Eastern. And another online championship draft at 11.30 p.m. Eastern. So uh, lots of different price points and drafts tonight. And, of course, we'll have drafts leading up to every day of the season. In fact, uh, all the way till Saturday September 7th, and we'll be in Vegas at the Palms that weekend as well. So it is draft time, so let's help you guys win. So uh, play FFWC.com and mockdraftnow.com where you can win prizes. It's free. You can draft as many times as you want. It takes like five minutes. Let's take a look at some of the top news. I'll have Fantasy Taz, Jim Day from FFChamps.com. He will join me at 3.40 p.m. Eastern. I'll review that. Beat Adam Ronis online championship draft from last night as well. We did a little bit of it in the first hour. We'll go a little bit more in depth, give my thoughts as I put that team together in what was a very challenging league. But uh, Mike Evans is not going to play in the preseason game this week because he's dealing with a leg injury. Now, I, I don't think it's been official what it was. It looks like it's a quad issue. Now, they're saying it's not major and it won't affect his week one playing status, which is the most important thing. And we don't really care if these guys play. We're seeing these top players play way less than ever before. And I know this is a big week. It's the dress rehearsal. We usually see the starters for sometimes three quarters. I don't think we're going to see it. I mean, there's a lot of guys not playing. I think teams are being very cautious now. They just don't want to risk those injuries. You know, we haven't seen any huge injuries yet. But we have seen a couple on the defensive side with Derwin James getting hurt. Uh, so there have been a few, and I think teams just don't want to risk it at this point. So I'm not going to downgrade Mike Evans right now. We mentioned how there's a lot of question marks with some of those top receivers right now. So I'm going to assume that he is fine and uh, just take him wherever he is uh, being selected right now. I don't see a need to downgrade him just yet. For Seattle, uh, 
not positive reports here on Rashad Penny. NBC Sports Northwest Joe Fan believes that Penny is falling further behind Chris Carson this preseason, which is really not a big deal. I mean, I think Penny's still going to play a decent role. Now it might be heavy in favor of Carson, but it was last year. Even when Mike Davis was ahead of Penny, Carson was getting a ton of touches. But if Seattle has their offensive mantra pan out, they want to run the football a lot. So Penny just not looking good. I mean, Pete Carroll is saying it's the offensive lines issue, but Carson's looked really good. And you're seeing Carson move up draft boards right now. He clearly is the number one. And, and, you know, we saw him go in the fourth round of that beat Adam Ronis online league last night. Uh, He was the last pick around four at RB22. And I I think you're going to see him rise even more, especially with the talk that he can be more involved in the pass game. It's a big boost for a guy like Chris Carson, who has definitely seen his stock rise. I mean, there were times he was going in the sixth round, so that was one of the good things about early drafts. We know DK Metcalf won't start the season. What does that mean for the rest of the Seattle receivers? I'll let you know next. Full-time fantasy on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. It is full-time fantasy here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Adam Ronis here until 4 p.m. Eastern. Don't forget, check me out, fulltimefantasy.com. Get the updated rankings. Use promo code RONIS50. Get your first two months for the price of one. Also contributing some articles for Sports Illustrated, SI.com. have an article up on why you should use FAB. And remember, not everyone knows about FAB. There are some comments like, oh, really? Who doesn't know that? But... There are a lot of leagues where they still use the waiver wire, man, and waiver wire priority, and it's so stupid. Well, my opinion. Again, if you have fun playing fantasy, whatever format you want to do, fine with me. But as I wrote in the article, the goal here is to eliminate as much luck as possible. We know there's some luck involved in fantasy football, and we want to try and diminish that. Like, how is it fair? Like, for example, for the leagues that go by reverse order of standings, say there's a really good team, really good team, just has a bad week one. Whether there's an injury or underperforming players. Now week one, going back to last year, they have since they had the worst record in week one, they get the first waiver wire priority. And they pick up Philip Lindsay. How's that fair? Why? Because they have one bad week? So it just doesn't make any sense. You want to give everyone an equal opportunity at the free agents and you want to invoke more strategy in fantasy football. And free agent acquisition bidding does that. I use it in my pretty much almost every league I play in does it. I think there might be one league where it doesn't. And I don't like it, but uh, it's 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 a league for fun, more no money on the line. But every other league I play in uses fab, including the high stakes leagues at uh, fantasy football world championships. It's the best way to do it. You know, it just involves a lot more strategy. Do you really want a player? You got to be aggressive. You got to budget your money. You got to save some for late in the year. How much do you spend on a on that running back that you know? And a lot of it, when you're in the competitive league, especially in the high stakes market, you got to be a week, two, three weeks ahead of the curve. You know, you got to see something coming and go. You know what? This guy looks really good. The opportunity's coming. Uh, let me stash him now. Let me get him for a couple bucks. And you know, a lot of times, so we do the fab for FFWC. 
Wednesday and Friday nights, a lot of times I'll, I'll pick up someone on Friday for like two, three bucks. Because you know, unless there's breaking news between Wednesday and Friday, most of those guys are not going for a lot. So you can sneak in some players there for, for cheap and, and stash them. And with 20 rounds, 11 starters, nine bench spots, you know, you can, you can always take a, a lottery ticket and stash one or two guys. And that's what you want to do is uh, make sure you have that guy on your bench before they become a huge waiver wire pickup. And I'll try to do that and put those guys in the waiver wire article. Uh, I haven't seen the plans yet, but for the last couple of years since I've been here, I've been doing the fab guide on Tuesday. So I'll make sure to cover the shallow leagues and more deeper leagues and, and give you those guys and speculate. So that's part of uh, the perks of being a member of full-time fantasy. Uh, some other things going on right now. I was talking about Seattle and, no, David Moore is a guy that I think people are starting to look at a little bit more because DK Metcalf had a knee scope and is doubtful for week one. Uh, but NBC Sports Northwest Joe Fan reports Moore has been quiet throughout training camp and he does not expect them to do much. So Metcalf, obviously, if he can stay healthy, which is one of the factors in college would cause them to drop, you know, could be interesting in that offense. Obviously, Tyler Lockett set up for a big role and. Uh, Jerron Brown might be ahead of Moore right now on the depth chart. So that's definitely something to keep an eye on because I think Moore is someone that uh, moving up a little, not a lot, not a lot, but uh, Metcalf did go ahead of him in that draft that I did last night. The online uh, beat Adam Ronis championship. Metcalf went in round 12 as a 62nd receiver off the board. And uh, we saw David Moore go. Uh, where did he go? Oh, uh, round 18 is the 90th receiver off the board. I actually don't mind taking him in that spot as all. Well. He was definitely on my radar as someone to take late just in case. You know, yeah, it's a, this report came after the draft, but you never know. Uh, maybe he does play a bigger role uh, because there is a little bit of a void there right now with some of the injuries going on. Andrew Luck's not going to practice this week. You know, they're saying he's struggling with full speed movement versus paint threshold. So the earliest we'll see Luck is Monday. And that would be basically two weeks before the season opener. So it's not looking great for Luck right now. Of course, his price is dropping. And in the draft last night, he was the seventh quarterback off the board. So not much of a discount there. Well, compared to recent weeks, yes. Round 12, though. <laughs> See, that's the thing. You know, we're like, oh, seventh quarterback off the board. Round 12. You know, 39 touchdowns, 15 interceptions last year. And I'm going to be writing something, a debate on Andrew Luck that should be posted on Sports Illustrated tomorrow. But here's the thing. And I think a lot of people don't get this. It all depends on your league structure, okay? I mentioned this many times. If I am doing a 16-round draft, I don't want a second quarterback. Just because, you know, you, you have limited bench space in that format. I don't want one of them taken up by a backup quarterback. I can figure it out when they have their bye week. And if the guy gets hurt, you know, I'll deal with it. I might have to stream. And, and in that format... Well, it depends. Now, if everyone's taking a backup quarterback except you, that means 23 quarterbacks are off the board. So there could be a decent one on waivers. Obviously, it's not the upside. But, you know, in the other side of it is you're stashing running backs. That will cost you less on fab. And I'm telling you, watch. First couple of weeks, when you need to pick up a free agent, those teams are drafted two quarterbacks. They're going to drop them. Watch. It's going to happen. I mean, it's really difficult to have a backup tight end and a backup quarterback in a 16-round league. Say you start, uh, 
nine guys, even if you start nine, right? Say, say a quarterback, two running backs, three receivers, a flex, a tight end, a kicker, a defense. What's well, 10, right? So six bench spots. You're going to tie one with a quarterback, one with a tight end. I mean, then you're leaving yourselves, what, two running backs, two receivers? Just not enough. And how often are you going to use that backup quarterback unless you're playing matchups? And if you're getting an elite guy like Watson, Mahomes, you're not starting anyone else. I don't care how bad the matchup is. So it all comes down to roster construction. But when you're dealing with Andrew Luck in a 20-round draft, you know, I'm fine taking him because, look, you take Andrew Luck in round 12, right? There is there risk? Absolutely. No question about it. We don't know what's going on with him. What are the Colts telling us? They don't know what's going on. Um, so I just got an alert here about Melvin Gordon, and it looks like uh, what we expected all along, it looks like uh, Melvin Gordon's holdout is going to probably creep into the season. So, you know, at this point, no one is shocked by that, and, you know, maybe this pushes him down the draft board now. I've been reluctant to take Melvin Gordon. Uh, he went last night as the RB17, early round four. It's just there is a real possibility that he sits out, you know, till round, uh, to week nine or ten and accrues that uh, year of service to become a free agency. So uh, I think there's definitely concern right now with that. Uh, I know I'm very concerned. So uh, I've kind of been avoiding him, which makes, you know, Austin Eckler, Justin Jackson are a really nice value right now. I mean, if you can get Austin Eckler, and, you know, he, the price is probably going to rise a little bit, you know, because the thing is with Eckler is I still think he has standalone value. Uh, so, yeah, it looks like uh, this is uh, a tweet that I'm seeing from Ian Rappaport that uh, Melvin Gordon's holdout is expected to continue into the season. Sources say contract talks have not progressed as he hoped to continue to train in Florida for the foreseeable future. So, yeah, I mean, I, I don't think we're surprised by this. I think it was kind of headed in that direction from everything that's been reported and seen. So um, I, I have Gordon ranked pretty low. I don't like, it's tough where to rank him, but I'm probably not taking him right now. I just think there's a lot of risk. I, I can't take a guy that early that might not be there till week nine or week 10. So it's kind of a tough guy to rank. Uh, I guess I have to push him down lower. So people don't take him, but I'm not taking the risk right now. I mean, is there a possibility all of a sudden this changes? He's back? Yeah. But everything we've seen, all the indications are, it's probably not going to happen. And it's different with the Cowboys and the Chargers. You know, Chargers are like, well, okay, well, we got Eckler and Justin Jackson. We're good to go. We don't need to pay you. So uh, I've been concerned the whole time and uh, will continue to remain concerned. Uh, Tariq Cohen, Matt Nagy, the Bears head coach, said they probably gave Tariq Cohen a little bit too much last season. Look, Cohen finished overall very well but most of his production came for like four games like 47 percent of his production came in four games that's not what you want in fantasy you need consistency and we talk about that a lot and there were a lot of games where cohen had three receptions or fewer so he is someone that i don't want on my fantasy team this year it's been someone that i've avoided when we return i'll continue to take a look at the beat adam ronis on my championship from last night giving my thoughts of how i put my team together that is ahead right here, Full-Time Fantasy, Fantasy Sports Radio Network. 
From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. It is full-time fantasy here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Adam Ronis here until 4 p.m. Eastern, getting you set for the fantasy football season. First regular season game two weeks from tomorrow, and I'll be in Las Vegas for that. At the Palms for the FFWC, so not too late to join. A lot of people like to do things last minute, so come on down. Head on over to Vegas, hang out with us. We'll watch games, drink, have a lot of fun, so... Still not too late. If you can't do it, you're just finding out about it. There's always next year, but you can still get it at draft play, FFWC.com. Tons of drafts tonight and every day leading up to the start of the season. And, uh, it's a challenge. You know, a lot of people are like, oh, I won my home league every year. Oh, I'm so great. Well, it's a little bit different when you hop in here. So uh, you, you're not going to see the value you get in your home leagues. So if you're up for the challenge and you want to win some big money, head on over, play FFWC.com. So, did the beat Adam Ronis online championship last night. There'll probably be another couple, hopefully. Obviously, there's one in Vegas. That one sold out. Uh, but this was the second one I did so far this year. And it was a very tough group. A lot of top players in this draft. So I had the eighth pick in this one. And it started off Saquon Barkley, Christian McCaffrey, Alvin Kamara. No shock there. DeAndre Hopkins, Trav Kelsey at five. That's a little bit of a surprise. Usually don't see him go that early. Devontae Adams at six. And then Ezekiel Elliott went right before me at seven. Had he would, if he did fall to me, I definitely would have taken him. Uh, I was looking at some Vegas odds. And, man, he is a heavy favorite not to miss a game. So that's what the reports are. Everyone seems to believe that a deal is going to be made. So he's obviously not with the team now. Went back to Cabo to train again. So, I, yeah, I'd take him at eight because there's some question marks with a lot of guys. And we know Zeke in this offense is going to produce big, big numbers this year. So, David Johnson was there, and I took him. There's definitely some risk with him. We know there's some issues with the offensive line. But the offense should be wide open, fast-paced, and playing from behind quite a bit. So, I think there would be plenty of opportunities. Uh, and then... I came back, and I didn't know what was going to be there. You know, this format, you start two running backs, three receivers, a tight end, two flex. So it's important to get your wide receivers because they go off the board very, very early in this format. I mean, after round seven, there were 44 wide receivers off the board. Uh, so a lot of the successful blueprints are oftentimes starting five wide receivers, and that's generally what I like to do. But you have to adjust, and it's different all the time. You know, if value is going to fall to you, I always say take it. Uh, roster construction is very important. So came back in round two, and there were a few good running backs there. And I don't think I've started a draft yet this year with two running backs in the first two rounds. And I'm not saying you can't do it, but I generally don't feel great about it in the FFWC. Although in the one league that I did last year in Vegas, I started two running backs and a tight end and won the league. So 
It can be done. Uh, it's not ideal, though. It's not something I typically do. So I took Nick Chubb there in round two. I know some of the questions regarding what's going to happen late in the year when Kareem Hunt returns. And, yeah, Hunt's going to get some touches. But what if the offense is rolling and Chubb is as good as he was last year? I just can't see them scaling it back a ton. And I do think he'll be involved in the passing game. So I felt like he was the best play there to take. Um, as we saw Gurley go one pick before me, which I'm fine with. I'm not taking Todd Gurley this year. I was hoping Juju Smith-Schuster would fall, but I knew it was unlikely as he went uh, three picks before me. So I went with Chubb, and then we saw a run, Mixon, Cook, Evans. You know, Evans was the other guy I thought about if I was going wide receiver. In the back of my mind, there was the quad issue. Again, you just don't know here in the preseason, you know, what's serious and what's not. I think a lot of teams are just being extremely cautious. No need to push these guys out there on the field. Uh, we saw Antonio Brown go at 210. And the first quarterback taken off the board was first a uh, third pick of round three with Patrick Mahomes. And I'll never do that. You know, it'll work out, but I'm just not taking a quarterback that early. So, you know, round three was kind of tough because I'm looking at the board. I'm like, okay, what's going to make it back to me? And, you know, Chris Godwin taken as the 15th receiver off the board. And, you know, his price is just going up. Damian Williams won one pick before me. And I could have taken Zach Ertz to George Kittle. But I didn't want to because I wanted to make sure that I get some solid receivers. So maybe it was a little bit of a risk because I think you're going to see him falling just a little bit. And that's Amari Cooper, who I got as wide receiver 16. You know, a lot of earlier drafts, he was going early third round. But he's got this plantar fasciitis issue. Now, I saw some comments from him where he's had it in college at, and he had it in his rookie year. And he still was able to play. But I think, you know, people see that and they know what type of injury it is. You know, it's it, people say who have had it, it feels like a knife stabbing your foot. Obviously, that's not ideal. Now, his ADP is still 26, but the last few drafts, he's gone 32, 26, 34. So uh, you are seeing him fall because there's definitely some risk there. It doesn't sound like uh, it's going to be an issue. But remember, everyone's kind of optimistic when it comes to those type of things. So. Felt like he was the best receiver on the board. Yes, there was some running back value there, but I didn't want to start with three straight running backs. And, you know, I have taken George Kittle in a couple of drafts already. Don't love Zach Ertz as much. I think the numbers kind of come back to what it was two years ago, which is fine. It's a good tight end, but I don't know if it's something I want to take that early. So I took, I went with Cooper, and, you know, there might be some risk there. I'm hoping that he's okay. We came back in the next round, took Kenny Galladay as my second receiver. And then in round five, Derrick Henry was on the board. And I know he's another guy where we've seen his stock fall a little bit, but he's back at practice. And, you know, the one thing is in a PPR format, he does not become as appealing because we know he's not going to catch a lot of passes. But his ADP is 44. Uh, so it looks like, uh, you know, I got him way past his ADP. And that might be as late as I've seen him go in this format. Uh, because you're looking at, what, uh, 52, 53, this draft? So, uh, actually, later than that, that's like 55, 56. So, felt like he was just too good of a value to pass up there. And he becomes a flex for me in this format. And 
You know, he's capable of 12, 1,300 yards, double-digit touchdowns. I mean, he had 12 touchdowns last year. If you remember, he wasn't even being utilized that much early in the season. And we all know that stretch that he had late that really helped people that were still alive. There might have been a lot of teams with Henry that were were done and weren't in the playoff mix. Uh, round six came back with Robbie Anderson. I know he's got a tough matchup on paper. He's uh, got the... A lot of tough cornerback matchups. I know Mike Clay of ESPN put that out there. So um, definitely a little bit concerning. But you know what? He's one of those players that can get open. And uh, I'm, I'm going to take the shot there as my uh, third wide receiver in this format. Then, you know, here's the thing. you got to know the league. And, you know, a lot of people will look and be like, oh, my goodness. I can't believe the receivers that were going. They're so early. That's the format. You know, quarterbacks don't get drafted early one quarterback in the first seven rounds so that's going to push up a position and in this case in this format it's wide receivers you're going to see these receivers go two three rounds later during a home league because people are going to take quarterbacks they panic some people take backups so you have to know the league format i've always said that you have to know your draft roman there will be instances where you don't know but you know when you play in a high stakes leagues like this the receivers go heavy and you could look at our adp tools when you're a member of fulltimefantasy.com, that'll help you out. And you could see where they're going. You know, a lot of people say ignore ADP, and you don't want to draft by ADP, but it's a good indication of understanding where players are going. So that's why you want to take a look at it and figure out, okay, uh, where are the appropriate rounds to go? So that's what you want to do, and make sure you check it out. So after that, I went with a uh, another receiver in round seven, Geronimo Allison, uh, who is my fourth receiver in this instance, and he's going to play the slot. He was having a really good la year last year before he got hurt. So Rodgers is familiar with him. They have a good rapport. So took him there. But it came back in round eight, and you know the running backs were, were pretty good value. Went Rashard Penny, and again, there was a report today coming out that he is further away from Chris Carson, but, you know, the same thing kind of happened last year. He had some usable weeks, so, you know, he's a bench stash for me at this point. And if Carson goes down, obviously he sees his value go up. So 36 running back off the board in round eight. Round nine, adding to the receiver court, Anthony Miller. Miller is just a dynamic receiver, and we didn't see the numbers last year because he was hurt. He had a shoulder injury early in the year, and he played through it. He was essentially, he said, he was playing with one shoulder. It's kind of difficult to play football that way. So he toughed it out. And this Bears offense, I think, is going to have to pass more this year. I don't see that defense being as dominant and creating as many turnovers into touchdowns as they did. So, you know, this is, we're starting to get into those rounds now where you're kind of looking for upside breakout potential. And I still think it's there with Anthony Miller. Uh, based on the talent. Uh, round 10, Kiki Cutie, who is really, you know, he's fallen because he's banged up, and I completely understand it. So um, I took, it's a little bit of a risk, but man, when he was on the field last year, he was tremendous. So uh, when you look at what was on the board there, I mean, some of the receivers that went after Cobb, Debo Samuel, Funches, decided to go with him. You know, I, I could have went quarterback there, but I'll, round 10, uh, Baker Mayfield was there, but I didn't want to take him yet. Uh, there were some decent running backs, but I already had four. 
So that's what I did there. But I'll, I'll continue to talk about this draft and draft strategies. We'll review a ton. I think it really helps looking at roster construction of other teams, especially guys that have extensive track records of success. There's a lot more football to talk, though. When we return, I'll be joined by Fantasy Taz Jim Day from FFChamps.com. That's ahead here on Full-Time Fantasy. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. It is full-time fantasy here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Adam Ronis here until 4 p.m. Eastern. Don't forget, check us out at FullTimeFantasy.com. Use the promo code RONIS50 to get your first two months for the price of one. Updated rankings from myself every day. Did another update today, so make sure you check it out. Joining me now, it is Fantasy Taz, a.k.a. Jim Day from FFChamps.com. Very busy man right now, so we appreciate him taking some time to join us. What's up, Taz? Hey, sir. How, thanks for having me on. And Yeah, you're right. We're all running around like crazy, but this is the time of year for it. We all get a little nuts right now. Yeah, definitely. So much going on, and we are helping people prepare for their drafts. I mean, it's hard to believe that two weeks from tomorrow night is the first game of the NFL season. Wow, that is kind of nuts. <laughs> Yeah, it just doesn't seem like it. But you know what? You know what really is going to happen over those next two weeks? I am going to pull out all the little hairs I have left on my head by then. Well, hopefully uh, you still look good. That's all that we <laughs> yeah. care about. Well, that, that 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 thought has gone by the wayside a long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there was a report coming out just a little while ago, and I don't think anyone's really surprised by this, but uh, Ian Rapport of the NFL Network said that Melvin Gordon's holdout is expected to continue into the season. And he's just going to continue to train in Florida. There was a report yesterday that he's waiting for the phone call. We all know the Chargers are probably not going to call. So uh, I don't know where you have been so far in your drafts with Melvin Gordon. I've kind of avoided him because I am concerned that this could linger to week nine, week ten, so he can come back and accrue that year of service towards free agency. Uh, he's generally been going in the fourth round. I did a beat Adam Ronas online championship last night. He went RB17, the third pick around four. Uh, what have you been doing with Melvin Gordon in your drafts, and uh, what will you do? Oh, absolutely freaking nothing. <laughs> I am staying away from this gentleman this year. Look, uh, yeah, I just don't like this situation whatsoever. The Chargers are not going to kowtow to him. They're not going to pay him the money he wants. They just don't do that. They're not that kind of organization. They gave him what they thought is a good offer, and he didn't want it, and that's all it's going to be. It. The only way this is going to end is Gordon say, okay, I'm coming in because they're not going to – I don't see them changing what they do as a team unless maybe they start the season 0-5 and and they freak out and have to go reach for him at that point. Outside of that, I don't see him coming back until he's ready to come back. And right now it doesn't sound like he's ready to come back. Yeah, certainly doesn't seem that way. So would you take Austin Eckler in round six? I mean, that's where we've seen him go in the FFWC. Uh, you know, 
he he still probably has some standalone value if Gordon somehow makes a miraculous return. But uh, Eckler was the RB28 off the board last night uh, at the beginning of round six. Would you pay that price, or is it still a little risk in your mind? Yeah, well, it's definitely risk. There's no doubt about it. I mean, you know, we could say what we want about we think Gordon's going to sit out the whole year when he could come in next, tomorrow and say, okay, I'm done, let's play football. Um, and you're right, Eckler, Eckler has – you know, his standalone thing, and, and it's pretty good. It's not bad. Uh, he's a good back. He's good at catching the ball. So he gets a work in, and, you know, if Gordon sits out, Eckler definitely takes a bump, but not a huge bump. I think Justin Jackson is the one who takes a bigger bump from where he is now with Gordon sitting out. But Justin Jackson only gets that bump if Gordon is out. Eckler is still going to have his role either way, but he gets a nice little bump too if Gordon is out. Andrew Luck, another week of no practice, and he was once pretty much the QB2, QB3 off the board, and obviously he is falling now as people are getting concerned whether he'll be ready for week one, and we've been through this with the Colts before. His ADP right now in the FFWC, and again, quarterbacks go late here, but 121. Would you say, hey, you know what? He's becoming a value now, and I can just go get another quarterback and, and wait on Luck, or do you say they're not really telling us what it is, and it's something that's going on for a few months. I just want to avoid it. Where do you stand on Andrew Luck? I am definitely worried about Luck. I mean, this is basically almost the same exact thing we went through with the shoulder. He'll be fine. He'll be ready. He'll be fine. He'll be ready. And then, boom, surgery, and then he's gone. Um, so th it's definitely got me concerned. But last night I was monitoring in the FFWC draft, um, one of the high-stakes drafts, and he actually fell to the 12th round. Now, you know what? In the 12th round, I'll take that opportunity because, like you said, there's still other good quarterbacks that are available, good safe options that are available at that point that you can, you know, have with Luck. And then if Luck does come back at any point, you know, or is ready for week one, you still get that upside. So in the 12th round, I would absolutely jump all over Luck. Yeah, and I think that's what people don't realize sometimes is you look at the opportunity cost and you know that the position is deep. Like, so the team in my league last night took Luck in round 12, backed him up with Roethlisberger. Yeah, right, and that's exactly right. I mean, you got some really good quarterbacks that are going really late, Kirk Cousins, Phillip Rivers, Tom Brady even, that you could definitely pair with Andrew Luck if you're worried about him. Like we are. There's no doubt about it. There's definitely something here to be worried about because these injuries have, have started way back in OTA. So we're talking a couple of months now that he's been dealing with this stuff and really no end in sight at this point. So definitely a concern. But in the 12th round, the upside is just too huge to walk away from. Take him there. Turn around, even if you have to, the next round and take another good solid quarterback and you'll be good to go. Talking to Fantasy Taz, Jim Dave from FFChance.com. And Josh Gordon is back, and we're seeing him go generally in the sixth, seventh round for what I've seen in drafts since the announcement was made on Friday. In my draft last night, he went as the wide receiver 28 near the end of round five at 510. Uh, what's your outlook for Josh Gordon? Are you going to take him? You're excited, or you feel like there's still a lot of risk? Absolutely a lot of risk, but there's also a lot of upside. Um, in the fifth round, you know, that might be a little rich for my blood just because there's some really good wide receivers that I trust a lot more in that round. But there's no doubt about it that as Josh Gordon went on last year, him and Brady definitely built up a better rapport. His numbers were better. Brady was better when Gordon was on the field. 
So I think that trend will continue. I love the fact that, you know, he asked for reinstatement, and within days he was reinstated. Not something the NFL does too often that quickly. So I think that really is showing that he's done everything they've wanted him to do since he walked away at the end of the season. Whether he could stay on the field, we just don't know. But the upside is just huge in this offense that is starving for wide receivers. With no Gronk there, they still don't know what they're going to do at tight end consistently. And, you know, okay, you got Nikhil Harry. He's still a rookie. He's got to be learning. After that, you're talking about a lot of guys that are juggling pieces to see. Well, now you got a, a set guy that can play the other side, take some of the pressure off of Edelman at the same time. And, yeah, I, I like him. In, in the sixth round, uh, even in the seventh round, absolutely. Fifth round, maybe a little bit too much for me. We're starting to see Chris Carson really rise up draft boards. Obviously, there's been a lot of positive talk surrounding him. There's been discussion about him getting more targets. Uh, he was once going in the sixth round a couple weeks ago. Now we're seeing him start to creep up to the fourth round. Is he still a good value in round four? I think so, absolutely. You know, everybody was counting on Rashad Penny taking that next step this year. And so far in camp, he really hasn't. Uh, you know, the definitive word coming from beat writers at the camp has been consistently that it's clearly Chris Carson is still the number one by a mile over Penny. And Penny really hasn't done anything to even separate him from the rest of the running backs on the team. So at this point, it's definitely Carson. He's playing, you know, he's, he played well for them last year. If he could stay healthy and stay on the field, this is a kid that could easily give you even good value in the fourth round. Another running back rising is Bears rookie running back David Montgomery. We just continue to hear positive reports every single day. I have seen some drafts where he's risen to the third round. Draft last night, he went as the 19th running back off the board in round four. Are you buying into David Montgomery? I'm so buying into David Montgomery that I'll take him at the end of the second round because wow. he is coming up into the third round in a lot of drafts, and I absolutely want him on my team. The kid looks like a beast. He's doing everything they want him to do. He can catch the ball. He can run. He's good at pass protection. He's got he, – he ticks off all the boxes that you want out of a stud running back now. And even you got you even got the coach saying, oh, yeah, we're, we're going to, you know, take some of those touches away from Tariq Cohen because we used him a little bit too much last year. Well, if that was a little bit too much for Tariq Cohen, then maybe he should be on a baby team because he didn't really have all that much work last year. Uh, so we'll have to see how that works out. Uh, plus, they brought in Corderell Patterson, who has been known as a wide receiver, but they seem to be using him as a running back. So, that, you know, a lot of guys there, but Montgomery is going to be the one who shines. And I absolutely, totally believe in him. And if you look at all the running backs in the second round, I've said this on every show I do, all of those guys have major issues. Right now, I think Montgomery might be the safest of the bunch, and he's in a good offense. Uh, we probably have spoken about this many times, but he seems to be in the news every single damn day. But And I said this earlier in the show. Basically, dealing with Antonio Brown this year has been on a seesaw. One day, you're like, oh, I feel good about it. Oh, I don't want any part of him. Oh, okay, he's back. I feel good. Oh, no, now he doesn't want to play. So where well, do you you heard stand? the latest, right? What, I, I what, just what's heard the it latest? Before I, before I came on the show. He, he's actually, he, he left the team today and is supposedly flying down to Cabo. No way. 
No yeah, way. Yeah, no way. I just figured I'd say that to you. <laughs> I, I was going to say, I'm not buying it. Uh, but you believed but it for a second, didn't you? you for, believed well, it's Antonio Brown. You, it's exactly. Antonio Brown. You believe everything that comes out. But where do you stand on him? Do you say, hey, look, end of the second round, the volume, I'll take him. I know there's a risk. Or do you say, you know what, it's just a headache. I have no idea what this is doing. I just want to avoid him. You know, I, I would. I have been all offseason saying, good, I, I like him. I want to take him. He's still going to get, you know, so many opportunities in Oakland and just, you know, I know it's car there and all of that, but I've been so on him. I got to tell you, I'm not so much on him at this point with all this ridiculousness aside, the biggest part of all of this stuff is that he's missing so much practice time with his new coach, with his new quarterback. And I don't care who you are. It's got to affect you. So even if he does come back and is he ready for week one, is he going to come out of the gate strong? Or are we looking at a guy that's going to take a few weeks to even get back into playing style? To me, that's my bigger concern. Uh, Darius Geis, like I love the talent. I just haven't been able to draft him yet. It looks like he's going to play in the preseason this week. He was the 38th running back off the board last night. Any interest in Darius Geis or too risky? I don't like him for a couple of reasons. First of all, you know, he keeps having setbacks with that leg, and that bothers me. I, I hate to see that. If it was a, you know, nice, clean recovery and he was healthy and, you know, he's already been practicing would be one thing. But then when you add that to the fact that this offensive line is going to be terrible without Trent Williams, I definitely have concerns. I, I do. I, you know, Trent Williams would have anchored that line. He has already said he does not want to play for them ever again. And, you know, he wants out. So they have to, you know, really put, try and pull his line back together. And without him, plus all the doubts on guys, I always find myself passing. Uh, any interest in Preston Williams? Do you, uh, I saw him go yes, in a draft. absolutely. Yeah. He, w- um, he went in round 10 of a draft I did, though, on Sunday. That's too early. It, it might be too early, but if you want him, sometimes you got to go get him, throw ADP out the window. You know, it's it's a tool. It's not the be-all, end-all. But at the same time, look at the guys in front of him. You got Kenny Stills and Devontae Parker. Look, you know, Kenny Stills has shown flashes, but he's a, a big play guy every once in a while, and then he does nothing for four games. Devontae Parker has done nothing ever except in preseason. So, you know, I like what Preston Wilson's been doing. Sure, he's a raw wide receiver. But he's got so much talent, and he's making the plays. He could easily vault one of those guys. All right. Thanks a lot, Taz. Always good talking to you. You can find him at ffchamps.com and, of course, the full-time podcast network as well. Thanks for all your work, Taz. We'll talk again soon. Thank you, sir. I'll talk to you soon. All right. When we return, we'll wrap it up looking at any news going on and what it means for your fantasy team. It is full-time fantasy here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. Back here, full-time fantasy sports. Adam Ronis here for a few more minutes on a Wednesday afternoon. Not too late. 
to dominate your draft, head on over to FullTimeFantasy.com. Use the promo code RONUS50. Get your first two months for the price of one. I have updated rankings, updated them today, and I go through them every day. I know sometimes the date doesn't change accordingly, but trust me, I'm going through daily updates, especially we got games the next few days, and this is really the final critical week of the preseason. We really don't see anyone play next week, so uh, injuries, obviously, depth charts, and kind of just looking at draft values will affect it, so... Uh, there's a lot of these boring veterans that I don't want to take. They're way down on my draft board. You know, I'm looking for those more potential breakout exciting players. Uh, we have our Fantasy Football Breakout Player of the Year article up on the site as uh, several members of the staff give their opinions. We have our Fantasy Football Comeback Player of the Year. Uh, Dr. Otto did the Bust of the Year article. Uh, and our preseason pro picks are up from several high-stakes players. Mine will be published tomorrow. So, Tons of great content there. We're also supplying content for Sports Illustrated at SI.com. I did an article on why you should switch to Fab waiver wire. And believe it or not, some people are stunned. There are people that don't use that system, that they either use the rolling continual list or uh, reverse order of standings for the waiver wire. And a lot of first come, first serve. And I've always said it, first come, first serve benefits me, man. I'm up. I'm on my phone a lot. I'm always aware of the breaking news. So it benefits me, and I hate it. I think it's stupid. So, you know, I do play in some leagues where the waiver wire runs, and then it's first come, first serve, which I'm okay with, but you still have to be on top of things, you know. There's always some breaking news on a Friday afternoon where that first come, first serve is open, and it's like the first one to see it gets it. Uh, so, again, it benefits me, and I, and I don't like it. I don't think it's the way to go. Uh, head on over to playffwc.com if uh, you want to get in a draft. Uh, I know for some people it was early. Hey, it's crunch time now. We got seven, a lot of drafts tonight. An online championship at 9 p.m. Eastern, three spots left. A world championship league, one spot left at 10 p.m. Eastern. Starter best ball, starter full season drafts every day until the start of the season. So head on over, jump in a draft tonight. I'm sure we'll get another beat out of Ronis League uh, as we did yesterday. So uh, you could also ask any questions that you have over at fulltimefantasy.com on the message boards and the forums. That wraps it up here. Hope you guys have a great day. I'll be back Thursday afternoon, 2 p.m. Eastern here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network.